This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of 1 John. confront and condemn rather than loving and warning. Christian love is rooted in that personal experience of the need for the need for redemption, the value of redemption in, in one's own life. You know, if, if I recognize how badly I need redemption, if, I, if I'm face to face in my own heart, you know, with the value of redemption in my life, then that that's a big safeguard against going out with an attitude against other people. The Lord Jesus commissioned all Christians to go and tell others the good news. Pastor Robert points out in today's message that sometimes believers forget to deliver that message with an attitude of love. When we remember all that we have been forgiven as we deliver God's message of grace, we will speak with more gentleness and compassion. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with part one of today's message in the book of 1 John. You know, we've been walking through studying the book of 1 John. We're in chapter 2. We're going to pick it up at verse 7 in, uh, in just a few minutes, but I want to begin this afternoon with a question. What does it mean to be a Christian? You know, as I was thinking about this, I, I thought if we walk down to Lincoln Road in South Beach and ask 10 different people that question, we would probably get 15 different answers. And none of them would actually be authoritative. None of, none of them would actually, you know, be able to give us an authoritative answer. This is what it means to be a Christian. Because in order to get an authoritative answer on what it means to be a Christian, we have to go to Christ. We have to actually go to Jesus and say, what do you mean by this? What does it mean to be your follower? He said, Jesus did, in the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verse 34, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. As I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. Now, see, that wasn't actually, if you just took the first part, love one another. That's not new. The new part, well, the, the new part was, as I have loved you. you, you go and love one another. And he said that the visible evidence which other people will see and recognize as being an external expression of Christianity, it's that love. It's that love. Even though the Bible tells us that we are to care for widows and orphans, you know, take care of the poor among you, do the right thing by the strangers in your midst, and live a holy life, you, you know, but that's not what he pointed to. 
One of my instructors many, many years ago in Youth with a Mission said, the reason he didn't point to it is that it's all kind of wrapped up in it. If you love others as Jesus has loved you, you will live a holy life. You will take care of widows and orphans. You will be good to the poor and the strangers among you. And you know, all these things will, will be expressions of that love. But what it all boils down to is love one another as Jesus has loved us. Paul said in Galatians chapter 5 that love is the natural fruit of God's presence within us. If the Holy Spirit is living within you, by the way, the Bible says if the Holy Spirit is not living within you, then you don't belong to Jesus. You're not a Christian. So in effect, what Galatians 5 is telling us is that if you're a Christian, we're going to be able to see it. There will be love. There will be. John Newton, the old slave trader turned pastor who gave us that classic hymn, Amazing Grace, he said a couple of things that really strike me about the life of a true Christian. First, listen to this, quote, he believes and feels his own weakness and unworthiness and lives upon the grace and pardoning love of his Lord. This gives him an habitual tenderness and gentleness of spirit. What a powerful statement. Do you hear what Newton was saying there? This old sailor, this old slave trader. But he said, when, when a man comes to Jesus, he believes and feels his own weakness. In other words, he comes to grips with who he really is. Just a man. Messed up, broken, imperfect, frail. Unworthy. And you can't stand face-to-face with the living God. You can't, you can't stand face-to-face with, with Jesus Christ without feeling it. That's what Newton was saying. If you've ever come face-to-face with the risen king of glory, you're not going to feel like much, right? You're going to recognize you're unworthy and recognize that you're in need of forgiveness and that compared to him, you know, you, you feel kind of tiny. Like King David wrote in the Psalms, he's like, I'm just a worm. You know, compared to Almighty God, what he literally was saying is, I'm like a little tiny maggot compared to him. But Newton went on to say at another time, whoever has tasted of the love of Christ and has known by his own experience the need and the worth of redemption is enabled, yea, he is constrained to love his fellow creatures. He loves them at first sight, and if the providence of God commits a dispensation of the gospel and care of souls to him, he will feel the warmest emotions of friendship and tenderness while he beseeches them by the tender mercies of God, and even while he warns them by his terrors. Newton was right. To me, this is the most profound description of Christian love I've ever read outside the Bible. What John Newton was saying right here is that when a man actually tastes the love of Christ Jesus, experiences in his own life the need of redemption, the value of redemption, he is enabled and, and motivated. You know, he's like, you, you, you feel like you don't have any choice but to love the people around you. And if God blesses you with the privilege of you know having the gospel to share and communicate and people to love people to care for in your life he says you'll feel the warmest and the idea he, he was communicating is 
like the warmest possible emotions of friendship and tenderness, even while you confront their sin, even while you warn them. Our problem is so often in modern Christianity, we confront and condemn rather than loving and warning. Christian love is rooted in that personal experience of the need for the need for redemption, the value of redemption in, in one's own life. You know, if, if I recognize how badly I need redemption, if, I, if I'm face to face in my own heart, you know, with the value of redemption in my life, then that, that's a big safeguard against going out with an attitude against other people. Because I already know, whatever you're guilty of, if I'm not guilty of it, I'm capable of it. I recognize my need for redemption, my need for God to, to work in my life. So I, I have no, you know, no, no foundation upon which to go out and point fingers at other people and condemn other people. But out of love for them, I'm motivated, out of my love for God, out of my love for them, I'm motivated by the Lord to go and warn them. This is not going to work out well for you. The path that you're on leads to destruction. It doesn't lead to good things. It's, it may look good right now, but it's, it's not going to take you where you want to go. And Christian love does not shrink back from giving those kinds of warnings to people, from pleading with them, the way he worded it here, beseeching them, begging them is the idea, pleading with them. Please don't do that to yourself. Please don't continue on that path that's so destructive. And that's the heart behind what John wrote here in 1 John chapter 2, verse 7. He says, brethren, I write no new commandment to you, but an old commandment which you've had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write to you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. He who says he's in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. He who loves his brother abides in the light and there's no cause for stumbling in him. But he who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he's going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. Now, this is one of those passages that John writes where sometimes it, it can get a little bit confusing because he goes back and forth. It's old, it's new, it's old, it's new. I didn't, write, I'm not, I didn't write you a new one, I wrote you an old one, I'm writing you a new one. It's like, which is it, John, old or new? And he says, yes, old and new. so much for joining us today. We are so excited. Opportunities to air Main Thing Radio are popping up all over the United States. We are so thankful to God for what He's doing. And we would love to see Main Thing Radio continue to expand, sharing the gospel, teaching God's Word all over the world. But of course, bringing you Main Thing Radio on this station comes at a cost. We purchase time on this radio station, and this program has been professionally produced. While we certainly don't want to pressure anyone into giving, we would like to ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio. Your support will open up more doors for Main Thing Radio. To make a secure donation, please log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. 
Now here's Tracy with some more information about the Main Thing Radio podcast. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, Tracy. Join us next time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.